Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 1, Chapter 25. Alright, so, after an encounter with some ravenous ghouls and some uh, self-medicating apostles in Orpiment, <laughs> and after Gall and Grip made some up-close and personal contact with a pair of leprous boilborns, it appears as though our ragtag gaggle of protagonists <laughs> has perhaps cleared the East Ward. In fact, at this point, you've now pretty much fully explored the southern two-thirds of the ground floor of Briarstone Asylum. All that remains is whatever lies to the north. It's a bit like your last moments in the basement now. You have a few options for trying to go north, but none of them seem great. The choice back in chapter three was uh, corpse shoot versus furnace shaft. Let's talk about what our options seem to be now at this point in chapter 25. I think it's just the room with the darkness, yeah? Provided the room that the drugged out apostles were in leads to that darkness room. There's only one door in there that looks like it leads to the to the darkness room where Gull had a mysterious encounter the rest of us weren't there. It absolutely does. Let's go west to east across the asylum because the, the way the building is structured is basically west ward, center administration, east ward. On the west, the furthest north you all got was the laundry area. And you might recall that the path north from there was blocked by one of those huge collapses. Winter at some point was talking about how the area north of there was infested by ghouls, but they had not seen ghouls break through the rubble there now in two weeks, right? So this must be a collapse that's serious enough that if they are trying to get through, they haven't been able to. Do we know if ghouls starve? Hey, we haven't made a knowledge religion hey. check on ghouls at third level. Let's, let's do that. Now that we know we're facing them. Natural 20. Hey! Whoa! For a, a total nice of 26. College nice way boy. to start. That's, uh, that's awesome. I'm going to tell you all you need to know about ghouls. <laughs> so we know their flavor situation about how they hunger for flesh and what they look like. <sighs> okay, here we go. If they bite you or hit you with their claws, they can paralyze you. And not for an insignificant amount of time. Minimum two rounds. Minimum two full rounds of being completely paralyzed. Uh, elves are immune to this effect. We don't have any of those here. The real concern, of course, is ghoul fever. If a ghoul bites you, they can transmit ghoul fever to you. Now, the way ghoul fever works is you're, you're damned any which way when you get it. If you die when you have ghoul fever, the next midnight you rise as a ghoul. If you ever go below zero hit points and manage to not die, but if you drop below zero when you have ghoul fever, you pick up ghoul corruption, which starts to change your living body into having hunger for feasting on the flesh of sentient beings. The way corruptions work, over time you will be compelled to do more and more horrible things. At a certain point, you do become an NPC that just runs around eating flesh until you die and become an actual ghoul. It's real bad. You would also know, uh, Ray, because of that natural 20, they do have a limited bit of channel resistance. They get a bonus on their will saves against any positive energy effect. Wow. So we got real lucky no one got hit by one of those. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, it might not matter if one of us is about to die from leprosy anyways. <laughs> so, or two of us. Or two of us, that's true. So, so. the you know the, the thing that is a little ray of sunshine is hit points and AC aren't, you know, they do go, as we've experienced, like if you can deal some damage, you took them down pretty neatly last time. It's just you can't let them get close to you. Because if they get close to you, they're either going to paralyze you and or turn you into a ghoul and leave you... That's or or just eat you. Or just eat you. Do ghouls starve? They're not going to die from starvation normally, but these ghouls also weren't made in a kind of traditional way. As we've learned, some of these ghouls, if not all these ghouls, were once mortal beings 
a matter of days ago that turned into ghouls in their sleep. So the two ghouls that you encountered in the laundry that were significantly weaker might lead you to believe that maybe there's something going on here where if they don't get enough meat, they might lose potency. But you don't, uh, that is so unstandard. I don't know, that knowledge check is not gonna tell you about that. What do we know about leprosy? <laughs> Rhymes with leprosy. Uh, give me a heel check. Okay. 21. Let me, uh, let me tell you about leprosy here. Okay. So, I'll start with the good news. Just start with the bad news. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Just start with the bad news. I'll so then at the end it like goes up a but, oh, but you have this. Okay. So I will give you what you ask for. Uh, the bad news is really in the frequency of this. So all the diseases we've encountered so far allow you a check every day. Leprosy allows you a check once a week. So if you get it, you don't even get a chance to start trying to remove it until a full week has passed. And then you have to make two consecutive saves, so it's two weeks, uh, even if you roll natural 20s on both of those saves. The days, they are long here in Briarstone. It it stiffens up your body and is gonna drastically affect all, everything dexterity related is the, is the short end. But here's the good news. The good news is that the end state is not death. The end state is just merely a more stiffened version of yourself. So this disease is not gonna kill you on its own. There you go, Johnny. <laughs> so, so since we haven't made that check, do we have any conditions on us right now? We won't have any conditions until Or is a the initial save that first check? At the moment, if you have it, you're at the latent state where there are no penalties. And then my other question, especially as a physician, if yep. I am a physician, yeah. which I'm not sure of. Uh, you, should, you should be not sure about that. Um, <laughs> is it contagious? Highly contagious. Contagious by contact, contagious by breathing the same air. It's, uh, it's real bad. You didn't start with that part. That's the part that's the really, really bad part. It's really bad. Uh, don't touch anybody and uh, don't breathe on him. So does that mean, assuming that we don't die in the next couple hours, when we go back to the chapel to sleep? You should not be in the same room as everybody else. Okay. But if you're not in the chapel, you are subject to dreams. Exactly. I will say this, even though you're not allowed to save until after a week, I will allow you to make heal checks tomorrow to determine if you're seeing the beginning stages of it, to determine, okay, yes, I, to, to put a finger on, yes, I am latent, or no, I am not. Even though you won't be able to make a save, I'll let you at least make a determination. Between, between now and then, are we contagious if we have it? Yes. You have already possibly begun the process of spreading it around. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. This, uh, this AP likes to kill you. Yeah. Oh. What a phenomenal end to this podcast that would be. If everybody dies of leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, oh, everyone. No, it doesn't kill we you. Don't, we don't, oh. we don't. It just, Something just makes else it, kills you because you yeah, can't move you because can't you've been stiffened by leprosy. Yourself. Or, or everyone else is like, we have to kill you now because you're infecting everyone else yeah. with leprosy, yeah. and so we have to. You're more of a danger. To it would be a mercy, love, really, wouldn't it, yes. Dora? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love the moral quandary this might we present. We should probably just. So, to get back to our little west to east passage across the ground floor, we've we know that on the west there is a giant pile of rubble. We probably aren't getting through without. A lot of work. What do we have in the center? Dr. Lissandro's office is the furthest north we have gotten. That is a room that looks out onto the north courtyard and is only, there are just windows separating that room from the north courtyard. Now the north courtyard is full of fog, but like Gull experienced in the east courtyard where the fog wasn't that super impenetrable fog, it was more like 20 feet of vision, a little thinner, a little easier to deal with. 
Uh, it looks as though the fog in the north courtyard might be more like that. So you can actually see, as you look out the windows, you can see uh, blackened, rotting grass. You can see dead shrubs. You can see the, the shadowy shapes of, of trees looming about you know, 15, 20 feet away. So you know if you went out there, you could move around. Of course, today the rain is freezing, so you know, you'll be exposed to that. But that is, that is one option available to you. Then on the east, in the east ward, indeed, Katie, as you said, really the only way forward now is this room of pitch blackness. We also passed a, a stairway corridor or something at some point, but that was all caved Collapsed. In. Collapsed, yeah. okay. Yeah. The, the pitch black room that I was in, like, that doesn't lead to anything else, though, does it? Based on Nace's map, you would have every reason to believe it would lead to the Great Hall. <sighs> and eventually to the kitchens. And possibly to the rear entrance. And more ghouls, of course. <laughs> and what a was, five to so, dice. So what was your experience? Like, is, is that a room... Like, if we walk in that room, are we going to be accosted by this child trying to suck the air out of us? Or is it something we could maybe move quickly through? It, it, it's, it, it's a room that's pitch black... And it's like magical darkness, like you can't see through it or, or anything. And uh, there's like shit scattered all over on the floor. So you're like trying to like step through things. And then there's like this creepy fucking kid in there that's trying to like touch you and suck all the air out of your lungs and kill you. So, you know. No, I understand those things, but what, when you walked in the room, did the child immediately start trying to fuck with you? Or did you engage first? Did you seek out the crying child because of your natural proclivities to do such things? Or could we just walk through the thing and maybe it won't uh, immediately attack us? That's what I'm trying to <laughs> suss out. I mean, you, you saw me. I went in there and then I, like, I popped right back out like, you know, a couple seconds later. Right, I'm unclear. I'm unclear on the time. It, it was about like it was twelve seconds. Twelve seconds. It was like I went in, uh, and then like came right back out. <laughs> Just about. All right, all right, all right. Also, proclivity for doing such things. What do you? What do you? What Just do you saying, say? things that are wounded, you tend to want to help. That's all I'm saying. Oh, nice save. That. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, it, right. it may be. Gull is keeping his distance from everyone so that he's hopefully we, not uh, getting anybody we, else sick. Do we have a sense, though, of what we've been exposed to? Yes, Gull does know. Yeah, okay. and I, I would I would okay. have shared that with you. Yeah. Okay, then yes, then I, I will also try to not... Dora's just going to keep casting resistance on herself. Sure, <laughs> sure. In an effort to provide some sort of and like, are we gonna know if if and on the if box. they if Ray and Dora have to make saves based on us? I hate this. I like what yeah. I I will save that until the moment when I tell you whether or not they have to make the save or not. <laughs> Which is a week just, from now, or just, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, yeah. to, possibly tomorrow. Um. All right. I put a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. Mask up, everybody. Mask it up. Mask up. Uh, well, if we're not going to go through the dark room with the ghost kid, then... Uh, we could go out the windows, try to cut across the northern courtyard, though not having any idea what we'll find in the hall. It could be Xanderlus and all his cronies in there. Right, we could right, attempt right. to talk to the creature. The child? Where did they go? Negotiate with it the way we did with the rattlings. Go, go right ahead. I have a potion of protection from evil. Would that be a thing that would, if someone better at talking than Grip were to drink it, that that would maybe increase that bargaining power? It would not increase the bargaining power, but it would uh, absolutely prevent mental control. It would prevent contact from summoned creatures, and it would give a boost to uh, armor class and saves if the creature were evil. Which, you know, know. this <laughs> candle from the doctor's office, mm -hmm. it protects against any intrusion from astrally projected creatures, ethereal creatures, haunts, incorporeal creatures, phantoms 
How does it do that? How does it work? Uh, we light the candle. It can't be moved. Can't mm. be moved. And it creates a ring, right? It creates a ring. It lasts for one hour. Gull, your experience was it's of a, a physical radius. hand touching you. Yeah. Did we get, um, did we ever find out what the incense in the haversack does? Nope. Oh, God. God damn it. <laughs> All right, so what are we going to uh, do? We didn't come here not to do something. Window? Window. Is that the closest? <laughs> what is the closest place to go outside to then get us to? Dr. DeSandro's office. All right, well, then let's go there. Through, through the windows. Unless it's, well, through the north courtyard. Yeah. And that, and then, so the plan would be to go through the window and then run to what? <laughs> the east, west, north. Where would you want? Where would you want to run based on that chicken scrawl map you have there? Can we stay against a wall? Is there a wall that we can hug to get yes, closest? Absolutely, to the- yeah. Of of everything that is on this map, uh, knowing there's no second floor, at least where we are, and extrapolating, perhaps there is no second floor anywhere. It seems to me the most likely place that Alvis Andalus would be is in the large hall, which would be to the east from Dr. Lissandro's office. So we might head to the west and slightly north, try to get into what is possibly a ghoul-infested area, move through the kitchens toward the large hall. Looking at what Nasa drew here, Based on the way she's done this, you could interpret that there is probably a door from the large hall into the north courtyard, probably a door from the kitchens to the north courtyard, and probably a door on the west there near the rear entrance, the baths and the near and the uh, rear entrance. So we could hug any wall and eventually come across. And eventually a come door. to a door. Now, is it better for us? to run all as a group in a clump, or is it better for one person to go at a time? I don't think it's good for one person to go at a time because we won't be able to see if anything happens to them. True. You've got 20 feet of distance in this particular fog in that courtyard as you're looking out. So if you wanted to say keep some spacing, Robert, you could do like a 15 feet space out. You would never lose sight of each other unless something happened. Right, right, um, I'm sure, I'm sure but nothing. nothing will happen. So. We could have two and two, 15 feet apart. Yeah, definitely. So it's a very different situation than this uh, super fog that you fought the hungry flesh in or that you were fighting uh, Eliage Lissandro in. It's just, a, it's, a, it's a little thinner. I remember it as when we went out, when we went outside before and we heard the thing overhead and then went back inside. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's what I remember. Yeah. So uh, maybe you and I was in the East first That was the East Courtyard. Them come behind us. Sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll just we'll just beat feet to the what is that to the east. We also don't know what will happen if we break a window in Doctor Lissandro's office. Correct. Mm-hmm. The fog did try to come in through the front door when we fought that ridiculous creature. Gull moves into the other room and breaks a window with his elbow. All right, we've got. <laughs> Three windows to choose from. Let me show you on the map here so you can pick. So we're in Dr. Lissandro's office? We are in Dr. Lissandro's office. Okay. Three big windows in Dr. Lissandro's office. Two are on the north wall, east and west. One on the west wall. And based off of the map, which which way do we want to go? Well, we want to come this way, right? It depends. We want to try to head right for the large hall or skirt around past the rubble. Mm. When you look out the west windows, at the very, very edge of the distance you can see through this fog, you see another large wall 20 feet directly to the west of this window. The wall that is potentially the laundry corridor. Correct. It's probably the outside wall of that part of the asylum there. And that's the place where they think that the ghouls were. Yes. It's hard to tell from her map where you would expect a door, so you you just don't know. But somewhere on that wall, probably. But probably still south of the blockage. Would that be... You would assume north of the blockage. So we we would be able to bypass... Nasa's map is not... 
theoretically, we could bypass that blockage. Here's by... the blockage. Yeah. This is where she's got Dr. Lissandro's office, but you're saying we can probably see. You've been walking around this place for several days. You would guess you are right now uh, that you are probably looking at a wall behind which is the giant collapse of rubble. Great. So we'd have to move along that wall till we found a, a place to get in. Yes. yes. And that north would be the direction to go because south would just take you yeah, yeah. back we, to the room. Right. Yeah. I, but the question was, do we go out the north windows right. and head that way? My in- inclination is to <laughs> clear more of the map, but that's a player inclination. <laughs> Not necessarily, uh, you know, the best thing would be to head for that door, mainly because crossing from the west window of Lissandra's office to the wall puts us in the least amount of fog for the least amount of time. Agreed. We can see where we're going to. We're not going out into the unknown. We would would just go out the west window, find that wall, and then hug it until we find a door and then assume that that door, or hope that that door would get us in beyond the blockage. Right. What do you think, Go? The The only reason I think that it might be worth going the other way is that that the other direction is where the other apostles and orpiment came from. They didn't come from this way. They would have come from that, possibly come from that room with the with the kid in it. So if we go that direction, then we're going to be going back to the direction where the apostles and orpiment are. So I think um, any direction we go in runs the risk of meeting the apostles, and quite frankly, the apostles are the least of our worries as far as meeting things. Yeah, no, that that's yeah. why I'm saying we, we might want to so go you that may way. Be right. But with apostles comes Alvisandalus and with Alvisandalus comes the potential for it not to be Alvisandalus. That's true. But if there is anything else in the northwestern area that can help us or I'm actually the like the, the most concerned about what we're going to what's going to happen once we leave the building, and the least amount of time to spend until we're in the building, and then whether it be ghouls or apostles, we fucking dealt with them, right? But we don't know what's out in the courtyard, so I want to spend as little time in that courtyard as we can. Unfortunately, um, not being to scale, it's really impossible to tell which door is closest. Right, scales hard. It is very hard without a ruler or something. And, you know, Nasa did a very nice job here, but it's still let, amateur. Let's also remember that the whole reason we're going out is to try to get some medicine. So do we think that, like, the ghouls would have some? I don't do know that, that there's medicine to be had at this point. The medicine was supposed to be in the pharmacy, but the pharmacy was ransacked and we did not get anything. So do we think they uh, just moved it and stashed it somewhere else. I don't, I, I think it's, I think the medicine's a done deal. I think we're done If we medicine. can't get medicine, the best thing we can do is put an end to all this, don't you think? Well, that, that, that's not what I'm saying either. Uh, uh, isn't it though? You're saying it's, mm. Oh, I'm, excuse me, I'm, Alvisandalus must be killed, right? Probably. He won't likely survive this but I I think we should be fighting the Tatterman not yes I understand however they are the same being for all intents and purposes and if we can kill Alvazandalus while he is not the Tatterman perhaps we can finish off the Tatterman what if Thandalus is the only thing that's holding him back what if killing him makes it worse? Either way, Kill we must face him in order to leave this place. That's uh, unless we can want to continue on the plan of trying to find a way out past the fog, in which case I think probably the rear entrance in the northwest corner is our best bet. We're not completely without options, we're just not with any good ones. <laughs> Isn't that right? That it is the way of it. As usual, you're right. <laughs> Ghouls can't get leprosy, right? Correct. But apostles and orpiment could. Correct. So if we mess with the apostles and orpiment and then have to run away, 
we might have infected them with leprosy, which would then spread through and like wildfire, possibly. That could be true. It is a long-term plan. <laughs> you can sit a, wait out a week to see it come back and see how uh, sluggish and stiffened they Meanwhile, are. Meanwhile, we give everyone else all it's the... Like, it's like Weekend at Bernie's fights Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah. Oh. My, my, my vote is to go out the west window and hug that wall until we find a way in. I agree. To the north. West. Yes. You've got it, Both. We're breaking the west window. Pow! <clears throat> resistance, resistance. Let's get our figures on the map. So, R- Ray and Gull, 15 feet ahead. Great, so the two of you are right outside the window. And, all right. Grip and Ray, right outside the window. Grip and Gull. Oh, Grip and Gull. Oh, the yes. The old <laughs> Grip and Gull. Wow. The old leprosy squad, right? <laughs> leprosy squad first, yeah. The brawler and the gunslinger. I'm a steel hound, thank you very much. Oh, excuse me, let me make a note. <laughs> um, okay. You you didn't actually write anything down. <laughs> Theater of the mind, Johnny. That was really rude. All right, we smash out this window. There is a brief moment of tendrils of fog sort of seeping in through the broken panes, but it doesn't do that thick billowing rush that you experienced at the exterior doors in the main hall. Does not do that. It's, there's a, you're immediately hit by a blast of cold air. And as you sort of just stick a little finger out to uh, test these raindrops, they are indeed quite cold. You can tell you will probably be making reflex saves every round to avoid taking cold damage that you are out there. You drop down to the ground there. You can see at the edge of your vision to the west, this looming wall of the asylum. You can see a tree over there to the west as well. And as your feet hit the ground, uh, two of you give me a perception check. 23. Six. Okay. Grip's got his eyes on the prize. He's looking at that west wall, trying to determine how far he's going to have to travel before he can get this wall to hug, to follow it to the north, while Gulliver... And you are on the south, aren't you? Anyways, well, it worked out perfectly. You hear off to your left, to the south, the sound of like a galloping horse. There's this... (laughs) Roll initiative. You're going to get to act in a surprise round. Both of us? All of you can roll initiative. Gulliver. Uh, 16. Grip. 15. And those inside, Dora... 15. And Ray. Seven. Surprise round here. The only person in it, in the party, is Gull. Gull, you hear the trampling of hooves and the heavy breathing of some large horse-like animal from the, coming at you from the south. What do you want to do? You got a move action or a standard action? Uh, as a standard action, I am going to raise my alchemical torch and ready an action to shoot something as soon as I can discern what square it's in. Awesome. And I'm also going to say to Grip, get ready. <laughs> Something's coming. Hmm? What? Oh. Maybe it's just an illusion. It's the unicorn from the unicorn death explosion. He's not saying no. That's true. Johnny, like you just said, you're looking to the south like what the hell is coming at me from down there? The yellow mists part and you see a magnificent white unicorn with a rainbow horn trailing rainbow sprinkles behind it. It's got this goat beard and as it's running at you, horn down, it yells out, You shall not insult him any further. He is beautiful and perfect. And that's about as far as it gets before your gunshot goes off. It is... <laughs> what the... It's racing at you. You can take your readied action. I shall do so. That's a total of... Uh, buh, 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 buh. Got a minus three to attacks. So that's a... Uh, uh, Eleven. It dodges neatly out of the way. Ha ha! You shall not hurt me! Lowers horn and charges. Does a 18 hit you? Oh, yeah. All right. 
a unicorn horn slams into you for 17 points of damage. Oh, oh man. 17. I'm down to 22 after the fucking wounds got me. All right. We are in round one. Gull, you go first. Uh, so Gull is down uh, 19 points out of 23 right now to oh, give you an idea of how close. real bad. Li- like, literally, I imagine that what happened is that thing came and gored, like, right through my shoulder or, like, under my arm into my ribs or something like that. Well, now it probably has leprosy, so that'll teach it. <laughs> uh, oh, man, and I can't do anything there. All right, um, what would I do in this instant? I am going to try to dive back through the window because I don't know what else I can do other than get killed right now. So it's a ten-foot drop from the window down to the ground. Okay. Uh, well then, no, I'm not going to make a ten. I'm not going to be able to climb up it before it kills me. So I am going to uh, run. I'm going to run. I'm going to take a withdraw action from it. Uh huh. And I'm going to move out into the fog um, and try to get away from it. Fantastic. What can we see, Ray and Dora? You can see the unicorn just below your eye line at the base of this window. We saw what happened to go. Yeah, you absolutely saw this. I might not even have to worry about leprosy. You going straight north, Gull? Uh, You going to go northwest? What do you want to do? I think that I would probably try to move in a... Yeah, northwestern direction, gotcha. Northwestern direction. So, that's 30 feet. That's the first move of your move. Let's see what you see here. You do see that there is plenty of this west wall of the courtyard that was just out of your vision. You've you've come to a little alcove space where uh, a tree had once sat, probably quite beautifully. Now it looks rotted and awful. And there is a wall stretching north ahead of you into the darkness of the mists. Does that alcove look like it's the sort of place where the unicorn couldn't get into? It would have to squeeze into it. It absolutely could not charge somebody in that alcove. Okay. Does the tree look climbable? Yes, but it will not be easy. It's not okay. abundant with limbs, but you, okay. could. you could. I'm going to I'm going to keep moving along the wall then. And now I'm going to start moving um, at like half speed. This is, I figure I'm now far enough away that I'm hidden by the mists. You cannot see the unicorn. The unicorn cannot see you. So I am going to attempt. I am I'm now stealthing. Great. Fantastic. Give me a stealth check. It's going to be a 21. As you move 10 feet forward... You do see that at the edge of your vision to the north, 20 feet in front of you now, there is a door going into this uh, western part of the building there. You could reach it if you dropped your half-speed move. You could get right all the way up to it. Or if you want to continue moving half-speed, you can move five feet forward and end there. I'm going to move at half-speed with my, with my stealth. Great. So you're ending pressed against the western wall of this courtyard, lost in the mists from your party and also from the unicorn. Dora, you're up next. Dora's going to lean out the window and yell, We surrender, Sir Knight. We did not mean to trespass. We seek only passage across the courtyard, not to offend. You have shown how mighty and honorable you are defending whomever it is you are defending. Give me a diplomacy check. I got a 26, but I'm debating whether or not to use an action point. How many you got? I'm going to have a few. I'm going to use one. I think I will. Uh, a shame point? Run off. Yes, a shame. A sh- what am I ashamed about? I, maybe she takes his words to heart that we have, whatever he said, we've done that thing, maybe, and we don't know it. 30. The unicorn who had it, his eyes focused right on grip now at this point, only 10 feet in front of him, 
raises its magnificent head, which is now just right below you as you're looking down in this window. You see rainbows are now spreading vertically in the air above its horn. It You, madam, will speak his name. He has a name, and his name is Bryn. Speak it! Bryn. He is magnificent and beautiful, and nothing you say or feel will ever remove that from him. He is magnificent and brave and beautiful. You can try to torture him to death again, but I will not let you. I would never dare. Leave this place. To you, it is death. While he rests here, eternally beautiful. And it gives a... (laughs) Takes a five-foot step backwards to kind of give clearance to drop out of the window, but it is looking at you with these big horse eyes um, in a menacing fashion, but it's giving you a little bit of space. We will go to the Northwest. Speak his name. Brave. Brave, honorable, and magnificent. You gonna jump down out of the window? Yeah. <laughs> you both jumped out down out of the yes. window? It lets you go. You're gonna hustle? Yeah, after we're going. <laughs> so you grope your way through the fog. You find that western wall. You find Gull uh, waiting there where he has found this door. Head inside the door? Yeah, I'd, I'd be checking. The, if this is all happening, I would be scurrying to the door and Great. checking check. the door kind of thing. And clutching my bleeding shoulder. Is, uh, there, is there a knowledge check to be made on Bryn from my time in the library? No. Eight perception or a nine for traps. Doesn't seem to be trapped. Uh, it is not locked. I open it. Excellent. And then collapse, bleeding on the ground. Yeah. Wow. That was so much damage. <laughs> well, I just hope it's not infested with ghouls behind the door. I wonder if Bryn is the thing in the below. <laughs> uh, that name's far too simple sounding for what was below. It's possible that that unicorn's a dream, right? Yeah. Probable. Probable. I'm gonna take his warning that this place for us is death, though, to heart. Well, I think, <laughs> I think we can all agree this place is death. Yeah, I think we knew that. Okay, so we meet back up with Gull by this door. Gull has given it a quick poor glance over, open it up, and ducked inside. Over the course of this last round, you've all had to dodge falling icy raindrops. I want a reflex save from everybody. Probably should have saved that action point. Grip. Uh, a natural 20 for a 24. You're fine. Dora. What, a natural 16? You're good. Go. A natural 9 plus 7. 16 minus 3, 13. <laughs> You're fine. And Ray. Natural 5 plus 4, 9. All right. Nobody takes cold damage that particular round of racing through the fog. You burst through this doorway as I'm looking at your minis, apparently still being very careful to keep a little bit of distance between those, those that have leprosy and those that don't. And you find yourself in a dark hallway. Ray had recently cast light on his morning star, so I will describe thusly. The two of you with dark vision, Dora and Grip, you can see uh, this is an east-west hallway. You're on the extreme east end of it. Right next to where you entered, there is a very narrow five-foot-wide hallway that goes about, what is it, about 50 feet to the north or so and ending in a closed single door. This hallway has a branch to the south, about 15 feet ahead of you, and a branch to the north, about uh, 20 or 30 feet past that. There is a door on the northern wall of the hallway close to you, and there are a couple of doors on the southern wall of the hallway further away from you. So very narrow hallway going north near you, a 10-foot wide hallway going south a little bit away from you, and a 15-foot wide hallway going north even further away from you. The air in here is vile. It smells like rotting corpses and death. There is no yellow fog inside this space, but the air is just a little thick and hazy with 
musk. Remember that smell the ghoul in the laundry started to give yeah. off? This place just reeks like dead skunk, rotting meat, and blood. Give me a perception check, everybody. 24. 26. 9. 13. Great. So, Dora, you, and perhaps, you know, guided by these giant ears that your fox has, you're you're focusing on what you hear as you step in here, because you're trying to, like, dull your senses from the outrageous reek. There seems to be a room very close to you to the north where there's this single door. You hear uh, growlings and grumblings, and, and you hear the unmistakable sound of ghouls in that room. You also hear the unmistakable sound of ghouls in what looks to be a larger room uh, further down the hallway on the south side. You seem to be surrounded on all sides by rooms containing ghouls who are going about their business, not trying to be secretive or hide their presence. Gull, you stagger your injured ass into into this hallway, and you lean against the wall of the hallway stretching to the north, and you're looking at Grip, and the wall that Grip, Grip is standing against the southern wall of this hallway. You look at this wall that Grip is standing against and it immediately sets off alarm bells. That thing is completely unstable. If he touches it, the entire thing might collapse. I very, very slowly reach out and just kind of slowly drag him closer to me as we move a little bit away from that wall. And as I'm doing it, I'm I'm waving at the other at the other two, mm-hmm. and like pointing at the wall and doing like move away, gesturing towards. Excellent. So, Gull reaches out, grabs Grip, pulls him five feet to the north. So uh, Grip is now ten feet away from the wall, and Gull is inside this narrow hallway to the north, as the entire wall collapses down, filling the 15 feet wide by 10 foot area in front of the wall, landing only on Grip. Oh, so, no. so I'm here, is that right? Instead of Grip and Can we make a reflex? Oh yeah, we'll make a reflex then. Revealing a room beyond with three ghouls who had just pushed the entire wall over on you. Give me a reflex save there, uh, Rip. Of, 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 12. Uh, any shame there to add? I am, yeah. Uh, 16. You take half damage, which is eight points of damage, as you half, are... Half is half eight? Half is eight. Yes, you are crushed by this giant collapsing wall revealing three ghouls beyond. Everybody roll initiative. Oh my god. All of these squares where the wall just fell down are now difficult terrain. Grip. 12. Ray. Seven. Dora. 12. Gulliver. 20. What is your deck, Skull? 16. (laughs) That's not an encouraging question. (laughs) No, it's not. But as we established, I think, last week or the week before, if there's a tie, I don't win ties because I'm so sickened. That was what that was that was what we had decided before because I'm totally messed up from all the stuff that I don't win ties. Thank you, friend. It's still not it's still earlier than 1.30 in the afternoon, yeah? One hundred percent. Yeah. All right, round one starts with a line of three ghouls only 10 feet away from Grip. Dora and Ray are tucked about uh, 10 feet or so off to the off to their right, off to the east here. Gull is 15 feet ahead of them in the little hallway. The first person to act is ghoul number one, who can't take a five-foot step into difficult terrain, so has to use a move action to close with Grip, but he does do so and takes a bite at you. Meat. <laughs> 11. That's a miss. Even flat-footed? Oh. Yes. Excellent. Gulliver, you are up. Gulliver will take a move action to reload his alchemical torch. Yep. And he will fire at number three, because number three is not currently in melee with anybody. 
is true. Grip is in your way. I'm just gonna give partial cover from Grip. Alright, I started with 11 plus 3, that's a 14. Any shame? I, I, I literally have one shame point left at this point. Shameful because of so all of the all of the things, checks. yeah. It's all the disease points. So so uh, no, no with, shame. With it's probably you probably draw a bead on that ghoul as grip is dodging and weaving out of the way of number one attacking him, and the shot pings into the corner of the wall right next to Dora. <laughs> ghoul two is up. Does the same thing as Ghoul 1. Meat steps forward. Oh, things are getting real surrounded around our friend Grip. And that is an 18. That'll hit. All right. Teeth sink into your arm Mm -hmm. for four points of damage. I need you to make two fortitude saves. You know what we know what abilities they have, so let's let's make a save against paralysis first. Uh, 18. You are not paralyzed. Let's take a check against ghoul fever. That one's not as good. Uh, 12. You keeping that? Well, I've used a shame point this round, right? Or is this a different no, that round? Was... Yeah, that, that's this round. That is this round. So that's what I've got. All right. At a certain point, it's kind of freeing where you're like, well, now I can't use one of them. It's already been used. You mean characters? Because I I don't think I can use this character. (laughs) Dora, you are up. You are uncomfortably close to goal number three, though you are around the corner, so it can't, uh, Can't it's got cover. So then I'm going to move behind Gull. Excellent. So it can't take an attack of opportunity around the corner, so she sneaks up to the north, past Grip, past Gull, into the narrow hallway. And I will, uh, I, I know there's rubble. Yeah, there's, there is rubble. And for I know sure. there's rubble unobstructed to number three. Okay, great. So I will try to throw some rubble at it. Throw it. Uh, 21. That is a hit. For one. One point of damage on number three. Excellent. Grip, you are up. Not paralyzed, but uh, really in close quarters with a whole bunch of ghouls here. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Um, does drawing a weapon provoke an attack of opportunity? It does not. You know what? Yes. I'm probably gonna die. So do it. I'm. I will unsheath red destiny. It glows bright light into the room, and I will attack number two. Yes. Do it. So what I know is that I have a plus uh, seven. You'll let me know if it's I will do uh, more, yep. more than that. Uh, that's a 12 on the die for a 19 as far as I know. That is a hit, and you hear the call of a herd in your ear as the blade moves through space and time seems to briefly slow, allowing you to find the perfect point to stab this short sword into the ghoul. Roll damage. Roll damage as far as you know, and as I will far add as I, I add. know, uh, eight points of damage. Nice. Which five, one? It was a five plus three. Which one were you attacking? Number two. Number two. Uh, it takes more damage than that. I'm not going to tell you how much yet, but this effect of time slowing down as you're sort of pierced with the red veil and you hear the cry of a bird, uh, this, uh, this sword is helping you. It's definitely not interfering with you. Good, good. Ghoul 3 is up. Very nervous about what it just saw, but it's going to take a step forward. We now got three ghouls facing off with grip. Oh, that's a miss. That's a, yeah, it's a 7. Ray, taking up the end of the round. You are up. I'm going to channel positive energy <laughs> yes, for myself and my friends. Uh, you're going to channel to heal or to harm? To heal. Great. Nine points. Oh, everybody heals up nine points. Fantastic. That is a really big deal. Okay, round two begins with Grip in a terrible situation. He is now threatened by three, and they can all take full attacks. Ghoul number one is going to do a bite, claw, claw. Bite hits armor class five. That's a miss. 14 on the first claw. And even lower on the second claw, three misses. So this oh. rush of healing is giving Grip the 
mojo he needs to dodge this barrage of attacks. Gull, you're up. I am going to, again, reload. Yes. And fire. On... Do any of them... I mean, at this point, they all have equal amount of... Injured. Number two took a crap ton of damage from from grip last turn. A uh, crap ton. Okay. I will I will fire at that one. Okay. Get cover from grip and is in melee. So you subtract four and I'll do the, they all the cover are. bit. I mean, alright. Yeah, no, it doesn't hit. Alright. That's my turn. Number two is going after grip. Bite. Yep, that's a hit. It's twenty. First claw, 15. That's a miss. And second claw, uh, 14. Okay, so just a bite. Bite does six points of damage. Mm -hmm. Give me two fortitude saves. Uh, I'm going to use a shame point on that. Nine plus three is 12. And you are paralyzed. God. Well, we're all gonna die. Your yeah. limbs freeze up, lock up, and you, you still need are that other paralyzed. saving throw. I do, please. Uh, fourteen. All right, we'll see what we see. Do you have the paralyzed condition? Because I, I believe there's you lose all decks and frozen in place, un- unable to move or act. Effective dexterity and strength scores of zero and are helpless can take purely mental actions. A creature can move through my space, ally or not. Uh, each square occupied by a paralyzed creature counts as two squares to move through. So I'm helpless. Okay. Fuck. Helpless target is treated as having dex zero. Melee attacks against a helpless target get a plus four bonus. Do we know how many rounds this is for yet? Or? No. You don't know. These two. Uh, Dora is up next. So, um, they're no longer in melee. Ha. Huh. Grip is unmoving, but he's not dodging and weaving, doing the kind of distraction. Yes, so he still would provide cover, but he, against, like, Gull's gunshots. He doesn't fall when he's paralyzed? No, his muscles freeze up okay, and he's standing. What is the reality of Dora throwing alchemist fire behind number two? You gotta hit someone with alchemist fire. You would only do one point of splash damage to each of them if you didn't hit one of their squares. So I would only do one point of splash damage to grip if I hit. Correct, correct. I have to try. She draws. Draw it it and throw it. Awesome. Uh, What is the damage on alchemist fire, Johnny? 1d6. And you're targeting number two, right? Yeah. 21. (laughs) That is a hit. For five. Nice. And ghoul number two burns to death. Fuck that ghoul. And ghoul number one and three each take a point of splash damage. Grip is up, standing paralyzed, facing off with these ghouls. What's going through Grip's mind right now? Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go out like this. I'm gonna roll a die here. Ghoul number three's got a choice. Try to finish off Grip or go after the other target, which is Ray, which is within reach. I can see both being appealing options. If they can paralyze everybody, they can feast at will. All right, one, two, three here. They go after Grip, four, five, six, it's Ray. Six, Ray, you're getting three attacks. First is a bite, 20. Yes. Claw, 18 and lower. All right, so just the bite hits. Seven points of damage as the teeth rip and tear into your flesh. Give me two fortitude saves. Are either these saves saves versus disease? The second one will be. Okay. So the first one, natural seven on the die, that's a 10. Any shame? Yes. 14. You're not paralyzed. Oh. Give me the Fuck. save against disease. Save versus disease, natural 20. All right. Well, you know for sure, as of yet, you do not have ghoul fever. And then you're up, Ray. Uh, I have a scroll of remove paralysis. But you are down. 
You just got another point of damage from that splash from the uh, alchemist fire, right? Oh, which I didn't. Oh, I didn't take my move action. You had to draw the alchemist fire out. And uh, Paul, here's what you'd know about that scroll. It will provoke to draw it out, Mm -hmm. and it would provoke to cast it. Okay. You're back in a corner here, surrounded by ghouls. Right. Hurt them. Yeah. I'm going to channel positive energy to attack. Crispy critter them. Mm -hmm. What's the DC of the will save? 14. (laughs) That's two fails. Oh, I got a six and a three. That's nine points. Nine points of, of positive, positive energy. energy damage tears through their flesh. They are blazing, burning, and screaming. They both look real, real bad. That was a standard action. If you have any move action, you can take it now. Can I take a five foot step so I'm so that I'm flanking number three with grip if he becomes unparalyzed <laughs> by some miracle? There's not a there's not a space. There's not a space over there. There is one space, but you wouldn't be in a flanking position. Okay. Unless Grip was right, able to move. But I can't but, move. But if you step the other way, you can make sure that he can't get to us or flank. Oh, you could Grip. provide some blockage to the passageway where Gull and yeah. Dora okay. are. All right. I'll yeah. snuggle up to Leprosy Jones there. <laughs> oh, God. And you leave number one still not in melee with a an ally. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're at the top of round... Three. It's ghoul number one. Fascinating. They're extremely injured. The real threat here seems to be the cleric, as far as they understand what Ray is. Mm-hmm. But the meat is tempting. I'm going to do the same thing. One through three, they eat the meat. Four, five, six, they take down the threat. Five. Okay. So this one is going to take a step through the difficult terrain on the floor so it can close with you, Ray, and take a bite. 19 is a miss, right? Oh. Correct. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, Gull, you're up. Uh, I will... I, I mean, at this point, the penalties are going to be just terrible, but I'm... St- what are you going to do, right? I'm going to reload and fire again. That's what I'm going to do. And I'll shoot at, uh, at number one. Okay. Nope, that's not gonna hit. So that's my that's my turn. It's amazing when you have a minus three to everything how how oh, impossible it is to do anything. Dora, you're up. Um, so Dora, does one or three look worse than the other? No. They both look does equally bad. She have bad. a better view of either one of them. Number three. So she will um, telekinetic projectile. Number three. Rubble goes flying. Um, 11. Uh, any shame? Well, now number three is in melee with Ray. Mm-hmm. So it's really a seven. Okay. So no. But um, she will uh, sort of lean closer to Gull. Yes. And say, I think um, <laughs> the, one on the, the one on the right looks slightly worse off. It's a lie. But uh, <laughs> but she's giving combat advice to Gull against number three okay. for his next turn. Great. Full attack coming at you, Ray, from ghoul number three. And that's three misses. Oh. Nice. I gotta, I gotta get a 17 on the die for them to hit you. Nice. All right. And Ray, you're up. Smack down number three with my mace. Okay. Swing that morning star. Swing that morning star. Uh, that'll be a 20 to hit. Hit. Nice. For six points of bludgeoning piercing damage. Smash right across the face and poof, crumbles to dust. Number three is gone. All right. We're at the top of round four. Goal number one is up. Full attack on you, Ray. Bite misses. Claw misses. Second claw hits. Four. Three points of damage. Okay. Give me a save versus paralysis. It's a 15. Keeping yes. it? Yes. You are not paralyzed. Gull, you're up. There's one left remaining. Uh, I will follow 
Dora's advice. You don't uh, have it. It's the wrong creature. It's the wrong one. Sorry. Oh, all right. Well, then uh, I will... I will, as a standard action, draw an extract and drink it. Oh, okay. Which one? Uh, This is my final extract of the day, shield. All of a sudden, things start to glisten and pop on me and stuff. And uh, then I will... Can I step, take a five-foot step, or does that stepping through there provoke? You can't, no. Both a round corner and difficult terrain. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a tight space here. Well, I'll do that, and then as as my move, I will reload. Preparing just in case I end up being like the last wall last of one defense. standing. Dora, you're up. I'll try to hit number one. Yep. Fifteen minus four is eleven. Yeah. Sixteen. Hit. Nice. For five. And it crumbles oh. to ash. And we'll call that the end of chapter 25. Oh, oh God. man. Nice. Wow. Meat grinder. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarek. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. Fantastic. Did we level? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.